Hey everybody, welcome back. Let's go Yanks. I'm your host Joe along with, as always, my brother Todd. What's up, brother? What's going on, Joey? Oh, not much. Um, I'll be leaving South Carolina, headed back to North Carolina. All right. It's my home away from home. Um, So I'm excited about that. It's been three months now, so... Excited to be back, have a little bit of back to some creature comforts. Sure. Yeah, I've been missing the creature comforts. What uh what state is North Carolina? You know how like New York's the Empire State? What is North um, Carolina's thing? Just popped into my head. That's a good question. Um No, it's like first in flight, whatever. I think yeah, first in flight. Um I mean I got so when I got my North Carolina license plate. I opted for the first in uh, first in freedom plate. So instead of first in flight, you can get first in it says first in freedom seventeen seventy six um, on the license plate. So all right, yeah. So the Tar Heel State, Tar Heel State. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Tar Heel State. Um, right. Old North State. That's a nickname under nicknames. Old North State and Tar Old Heel State. North State. Okay. Their mottos is uh, the official motto is "Essequam videri," which is to be rather well than said. To, to be rather than to seem. And then also first in flight" is their unofficial motto. Okay. All right. So, anyway, good to know. Just yeah, popped into my head. So anyway, a little background about North Carolina. Yeah. So um, North Carolina, pretty good state. So. Anyways, well, let's uh, let's get down to some baseball. So tomorrow we got baseball. We got our first game between two teams since March, right? Yep. yep. So that's exciting. Yankees Mets at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. At do you have a time on that? Seven ten. Hold on, let me confirm that. Um... Seven ten, you're right. Seven ten. All right. It's going to be on yes, uh, SNY and ESPN two. ESPN two. What are they putting on ESPN right now? Or ESP two? Is that ESPN two? I'm guessing ESP two. Yeah, I guess so. Um, huh. So Degrom won't face Yanks, but he will pitch in a sim game. Okay. When so. When's he pitching in a sim game? Um, they said they still expect him to be their opening day starter. Um, it doesn't really, it doesn't dive in too much. Um, it doesn't dive in too much, uh, but he'll, I guess on Sunday, he'll pitch in a sim game instead of facing Yankees. So it doesn't really give too much detail on that. Um, yeah, he'll take, he'll take them out Sunday uh, for the Mets, but not at Yankee Stadium. So, um, I think just at City Field. All right, all right. Just be doing the same game there. So, good news for Mets fans. Um, yeah, definitely. For me, I don't. I mean, I'm. You know, I don't want really anybody to be hurt unless they're an Astros player. So, um, so yeah. So, it's good news, I guess. Um, 
and then uh, Jonas Cespedes, Jonas, Jonas Cespedes. <laughs> yeah, um, Jonas. Should, we should see him since the first time since 2018. Wow, I believe because I think he missed, he missed all of last year. I believe. Yeah, it sounds right to me. I remember it being a huge deal when they got him, and I feel like yeah, I haven't heard his name in forever. So yeah, I think. Uh, hold on here. I just want to clarify. So, um, so he had a even in 2018 he had a double heel surgery, and then he had double heel. He was attacked by wild boars. Oh, yep. Yep. And then is that when he fell off the horse? Because he was attacked by wild boars when he was on the horse? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Crazy. Attacked by wild boars. Yeah. Um, doesn't happen to a lot of people, I'm going to say. That would be a specific kind of person. So, yeah, May 20, 2019... Um, fractures ankle. He fell off a horse. Oh. Um. Yeah. So he missed a lot of 2018 and 2019. Um. He apparently he once rode a horse into the team's parking lot during spring training. <laughs> All right, dude loves um, but, horses. But he fell off a horse. I guess the boars must have attacked the horse. Oof. What happened to the horse? I mean, I'm sure the horse is fine. It probably just got spooked and threw him off. I mean, boars are probably up to the horse's, like, kneecaps or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, I guess if they took him down. And then, so the horse threw him off and he gets attacked by the wild boar? Well, no, I think he just, the the horse threw him off because the boars spooked the horse. Right. And then he broke his ankle because he fell off the horse. Oh, all right. Gotcha. Okay, so he didn't get attacked by the wild boar. Well, he the boars attacked him. That's why he fell off the horse. All right, he didn't get uh, assaulted. I don't know. Wild boar assault. Anyways, um, <laughs> in other news, uh, yeah, A Rod is facing some backlash as well. Backlash on A Rod. Yeah, what did he say? So basically, it. he. Um, he said that um, the whole thing with the salary cap, right? It has to do with the salary caps for players. Yep, that's right. So he basically came out and said he lo- he wants a salary cap, right? Right, with owner player kind of shared whatever, blah blah blah. So apparently he didn't say anything about okay, he didn't directly say salary cap, but he said he was for players and owners coming together to. He was alluding to the idea of a salary cap, basically, uh-huh. um, without really saying it. And he's got a lot of backlash because he's trying to buy the Mets. Um, and so now he's going to be an owner. And then people were like, so Brandon McCarthy, who was a pitcher with the Yankees back yep. in 2008, with it when A. Rodgers was on the team, like, came out and said he's a self-serving liar and like just roasted A. Rod, basically saying wow. that. And even uh, what's the guy, the Players Association president? Um, Tony Clark. Tony Clark said uh, that um, 
A-Rod Bennett, he said A-Rod as a player benefited greatly from the fact there was no salary cap um, when he played. And so he said A-Rod now, like trying to be owners, contradicting A-Rod player. Um, and it's just basically saying that now that he's in a different perspective, a different, he's in a different side of the things. Now he's just trying to serve himself basically. Like it was good for him when he was a player, there was no salary cap, and now it's good for him when he's an owner that there is if he's trying to be an owner. I see. So he's just got getting some backlash about that. But All right. Well, he came out and kind of said, like, hold on, I'll read you what he said. So I don't really we'll get the word right here. Let me horse's mouth. <laughs> a lot of horse talk here. Let me hear A Rod's th- thoughts. Sorry, just rehydrating. Um, no problem. So he said yesterday when I was asked about the CBA expiring in 2021, um, I answered honestly, but never mentioned the word salary cap. My goal as a broadcaster and more importantly, as a fan of the game, um, is to grow our game or uh, importantly, as a fan of the sports to grow our game. I suggested on the call that both sides, players and owners, work together to make baseball as big as the NFL and NBA. I've been in contact with Tony Clark, the executive director of the MLBPA, Player Association, to make sure we're aligned in taking our sport to the next level and showcasing the world's best athletes. So he didn't, like I said, he didn't say the salary cap, but he kind of alluded to it by saying basically what I said. He kind of alluded to it by saying that when the CBA, which is, I guess, the agreement between the players and the owners, yep. expires in 2021, that they should come together to me. I mean, what else would that really mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what, like, I don't, I don't know. Is there alternatives to a salary cap or is not, if, is it just no salary cap, salary cap, or is there other things that would help grow the game as he wanted? And I'm not saying A Rod is lying or telling the truth, so I'm not I'm not in the position to make that uh, assumption or that judgment, I guess. But that's what he said. Other people have their opinions, so it is what it is. Right? Yeah, definitely a newsworthy thing, though. Um, yeah, I don't know that a salary cap in and of itself. I mean, it definitely changes the game. Um, I don't know that it makes a sport good or bad, uh, or, like, exciting or not exciting um, in any particular way. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot so, of other I mean, stuff to that. To my knowledge, a salary cap just caps the amount that a player can make, right? Yeah, and that a team can have in their salary and everything like that. So, I don't I don't understand how a salary cap would make him grow then if the team can only make a certain amount of money. Or not make money, but I guess spend it on well, – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it goes more into like the shared revenue piece of it. And so if everybody is working towards the most revenue possible, um, then maybe it makes the game better. In some way, I'd have to look, read more, more into it. But what's the shared revenue? Like, I think that would be is part of a 
are similar to a salary cap. So, like, I think from what I understand and kind of the way I think about it is, like, in there's a um, there's a way that the owners and the players would whatever revenue comes in for the sport is shared among the owners and players and like the more revenue that comes in the more benefit there is to the players whereas in the I think in the current system, um, just from what I've heard, like if teams make more money or there's more TV rights or whatever, that doesn't really change the revenue necessarily that the players would get because there's not a specific salary cap. It's just kind of like the teams can pay as much in payroll as they can. And then if they go over that threshold, they get the luxury tax or whatever um which is an additional tax on their team um but if you're making a bunch of money you really don't worry about that so anyway i think that's where where it's different with that shared revenue because um because if there's more money made and you have shared revenue then more money obviously means a bigger pool to split for everybody okay so a little bit complex but all right yeah and probably not well explained but um i think something that that is like an intricate and very obviously financial component to it that uh some people get into some people don't but right so let's just jump into some bait some non-financial stuff let's talk right. to some getting ready for uh the game tomorrow i mean not that it really means anything but it i mean it does in a way because like we're gonna see how the yankees face against live like an actual game even though i know the inter-squad games are played like a game it's still they're playing amongst their teammates they're kind of having fun it's not it's not like a super serious environment you know right right not that they're not taking it seriously but they're playing against their own team. You know, I mean, no one loses. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yes, there's not not a whole lot at stake and besides just practicing. Right, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I really, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think the pitchers are going to be fun because I think, like, they've been pitching since during this whole thing. And I think a pitcher can set up in his backyard and have – a have his wife or his son or have a his buddy or have a, a freaking little uh, backstop back there right. and just pick pick spots and pretend there's a lefty batter, have someone stand there or put something there yeah. and pretend there's a lefty-righty batter there and work around him. Whereas a hitter, I mean, what, you can have – if you have the availability to have someone throw to you, um, then great. Um or you just have a pitching machine, or you're doing soft toss or T work, but you're still it's you're still not facing that live pitching like with men on base block. You know what I mean? Like that scenario. Yeah. I feel like it's easier for a pitcher to just do that in his mind and pretend that it's happening than a batter. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a batter, it's just BP. For a pitcher, he can play a whole game out in his head a little bit easier, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I've definitely heard 
um, a similar kind of uh, sentiment too. Yeah. Just that pitch, the pitchers are a little bit ahead. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, not that concerning to me because I feel like everyone's going to be on the same page there. So, right. The offense might be a little bit slow to start the season. Um, and then once everybody kind of gets in the swing of things, then it might, then it'll pick up and be an explosive, whatever, end of the second 30 games or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, I mean, what do you got on tomorrow's game? I mean, who do you think? So we got Michael King starting for the Yanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mike King, um, is going to be the Yanks starter, which is what I, I figured they would do. Um, and yeah, I, at this point, maybe like a Cole or a Paxton or whatever, um, is just mostly going to pitch a sim game. I, I don't really know. I wouldn't mind seeing them in there against the Mets or the Phillies if it lines up to still give them, uh, enough rest to obviously start against the Nats, um, but maybe they'll uh, plan it out so it's like five days. Yeah. So that way it's like a normal rest cycle because a normal rest cycle is about, what, five, six days? Yeah, yeah, typically five. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so maybe they'll plan it out. Like maybe Cole will pitch in the, against the Phillies and it'll be five days till the 23rd and then boom. Well, I guess five days from the 23rd is – <laughs> tomorrow yeah yeah so so then i guess well maybe honestly though maybe they'll just throw king in for two innings throw cole in for two innings you know what i mean right right they definitely yeah definitely might do that give them a chance to see hitters from another team um and get that more impactful game feel um i yeah i kind of hope they do use our uh front end starters more um or a little bit, at least during these. I hope they games. use our front end guys, and in all, in all, I hope they use all of our front. Like I hope they put out the starting nine, and I want to see some of the guys from the five man rotation. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. Um, I feel like they should, because like towards the end of a spring training, that's that's what, what they happens. do. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know about the whole Michael King thing. We'll see if it's just like an inning or two. And then they switch to Cole. I don't know, but right. maybe Cole didn't want to. Maybe he's going to do his own thing. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I got two hot takes for you, and I want to get your opinion All on right. this. I love it. Two hot takes. Masahiro Tanaka mm-hmm. will be ready to, ready to pitch against the Phillies against the Phillies on Monday. Hold on one sec. Um, if you. Go around, so just keep going. Those keep going down directions. That way. Hang on, gives us yeah. So if you keep going, hot take, and then give directions. Left, and then keep going down, and you'll get to an intersection, a three-way intersection down there, like quarter of a mile. Just make a left, and there'll be like a big helicopter right on the corner at the four-way, and it's right there. Nice. Look at those professional directions. Yeah, you hear that in those direction directions yep um so so all right for anybody who's listening um you get to hear joe or you've already heard joe give directions at this point you don't get that on fancy podcasts just saying so 
Yeah, hey, you, this is a real life raw blue this, collar podcast. This so is, you get raw. This is real life. Yeah. So, hey, if anybody needs directions, I got you. Got him. Four way helicopter. Um, but so you the see- helicopter. It's uh, obviously it's just like a statue. It's not like a actual. I mean, it is an actual one, but it's not. not it's not operational anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take off and <laughs> land there. Um. So Tanakh, are you saying Monday okay, against the Phillies? So, um, hold on, I gotta look. At, what what date would that be? I gotta pull up I think the dates. It's the twentieth when they play. No, 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 no. Not the spring, like oh. in regular season. So after the national series. Oh, after the Nats series. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I from everything I've heard, Tanaka's doing pretty well, um, and. They may have a a plan to do that, um, so I hope so. I yeah, I don't think that's like um, I think it's a good take. I think there's uh, probably a good amount of truth to that and a realistic. Thing. So maybe not a hot take, but <laughs> well, no, that's a good hot take. But so Monday, Monday the twenty seventh, I'm saying Masahiro's pitching All right. against the Phillies. Yeah. Um, and another hot take, I'm going to say DJ LeMahieu is in the starting lineup on July 23rd against the Nats. Oof, DJ in the lineup. Hmm. He's already back. He's back playing. He's back training right. the Yanks. Right. I think he's the machine. He doesn't need that much time. They're going to oil him up, do a little oil change, and he'll be good to go. <laughs> um, fill, up the ti- fill up the tires, you know, give him some air, and he's going to be right back in the fight. Yeah, I mean anybody, um, guys who who you know are really in it and just love baseball and want to be out there. Um, I feel like Tanaka and DJ are two of the guys who exemplify that the most. Um, who are just just out there to live and breathe baseball. Um, I'm gonna say so. Yeah. I'll do- I mean, do you agree that do you think DJ will be in the opening day lineup or no? I think it's a, I think it's a good possibility if he's already back there training and everything. Yeah, I mean, he's got about a week to get ready, and I don't think that it's not like he's coming off an injury or anything like that. Right, right. And he's not like coming off totally cold either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, just going off that, I think Sessa and Chapman. Will both be back in the lineup um, against by in time for the Red Sox first series against the Red Sox? So July thirty first, I think Chapman and Sessa will both. If Sessa is in the rotation, is in the in the bullpen, which I think he probably will be, I think Sessa and Chapman will both be back in the pen um, by July thirty first. Sessa and Chappie in the pen. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like I I heard that Sessa's coming along. Um, what's the status on Chappie? I haven't heard anything. So, no status, but I'm just going based off my knowledge of COVID um, and the time frames. So, Chapman was diagnosed about a week ago with it. So, he's already a week underway. So, he could be negative right now for all we know. You know what I mean? If he's getting tests like every day or every other day or whatever, or every couple of days, um, he needs two negative tests. So, I would say... Between now and a week from now, we're going to hear that Chapman's – he's good in starting training again. And then – so a week from now, 
right, would be like 20, what, 25th or something like that. So yeah. week from now is the 25th few days to get back into the swing of things, start pitching again. And I think he's back in the bullpen six days later. Um, I think it'll take him another week to get ready. And then he's back in the pen against the Red Sox, the 31st. Okay. All right. I think, yeah, I think that if Chapman is back and is starting work by the end of next week, then I'm on board with that. Um. Yeah, because I think I mean that's I don't just think how COVID... they'll like take forever because they can't because it's a sixty game season. They no, can't. and I I mean I it won't take forever because it's just like I said the way COVID works it's not like it takes it doesn't just linger around it's not like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm just I mean once you have the... it, it 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 gets expelled out of you in usually like week and a half two weeks. So right, right. Well, for the Yankees, I don't think too they'll take more than a week like letting these guys get going especially right. once the right. season started because there's right it's not time for that um so what was i gonna say um oh i wanted to talk about the nets and phillies roster a little bit um yeah let's dive in so i'm just looking looking at the mets 60 man player pool which could have changed by this point I'm not really sure, um, but if the Mets had Syndergaard, they've got good pitchers. I mean, they've got – yeah, they've got good pitchers and guys who have a pretty um, – who've done well in the past and have a chance to contribute to the team. Um, so, like, whatever. They don't have Syndergaard, so I guess he's out. So no point in talking about him. But DeGrom um, – What's, yeah. I mean, DeGrom, Stroman, Michael Waka's been good before for the Cardinals. I think he's kind of fallen off recently, but still, then Steven Matz, you look at Rick Porcello, who's had good numbers in his career before. Um, And then even their bullpen, they go into, got Familia, they've got the Kansas now. Justin Wilson, who's had good – is that the same Justin Wilson? Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, Even uh, – I think Steven Matz, he's a starting pitcher, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you mention him? I think he's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I think he's – feel like he's always been like a third horse like not, to DeGrom yeah. and Syndergaard. Um, not like great, but he's like uh, better than half kind of guy you know what I mean probably yeah yeah I think so I mean when they had when they had DeGrom, Syndergaard, Harvey and Mats that was like supposed to be a huge thing for them and I think Mats maybe hasn't blossomed as much as some of the other guys um but he's not bad but no he's definitely not bad so anyway I like the Mets pitchers let's look at their uh so catchers they got yeah I don't know Tom Tomas Nito and Wilson Ramos. So, right. I mean, I think Ramos is average, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's anything really special at all. Um, and then they're infielders. So they got Pete Alonso, Cano, um, JD Davis, Luis Gillamore, Jewel. I don't know how to say that. I butchered it. Hulamore, um, Gulamore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jed Lowry, <laughs> Jed Lowry, Jeff McNeil. 
Ahmad Rosario, Dominic Smith. So I know Jeff McNeil is good. I know J.D. Davis is average. Um, I know Pete Alonso is good. I know Cano is old, but he was really good, and he's probably, like, average-ish now. Um, And then, like, Ahmad Rosario, or Ahmed Rosario, and, like, these other guys, uh, Dominic Smith and... Luis Gilmore, like some of these guys, I don't really know them too well, but I know, I mean, I don't think they're terrible. I really don't think they have like a terrible, and then out, outfielders Their might outfield be a little thin. Their, Their outfield, outfield is really thin. thin. So they got Cesp- Cespedes, who's an unknown. We don't <laughs> really know how he's going to be. Yep. Big time. Um, Conforto is like, can be good, can be average. Um, Marisnik is – I mean, he's had some good years, I think, right, Jake Marisnik? I think um, he's definitely more of a defensive guy. Um, probably had some good years when he knew the pitches that were coming to him. Um, true. He was a – He was uh, on Houston. He was on, that's right. That's that's why he did. So, yeah, he'll probably be <laughs> terrible. And then Brandon Nimmo, I don't really know much about. So, yeah, either outfield is thin, though. That's where it's going to be. Outfield is sketchy. Yeah. So you got three unknown bats. You got more than three unknown bats in the lineup, and that's the thing with the Mets. Like, def- their outfield defensively is a little bit worrisome. Um, yeah, Marisnik's good, but Cespedes is not. I don't think you're confident in him out there. Um, and then Nimmo and Conforto are yeah. like average, maybe. So yeah, probably. I mean, and then their bats too are like a kind of a question mark. And then their infield, they got some solid people, but still a lot of question marks there too. So it's like their offense has the potential to be good. And that's why I said I think the Mets could get hot and do really well. And I think they could also just play very average and do not so great. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, how their guys do in these game, two games against the Yankees. Um, but, yeah, like you said, they've got some potential. The pitching staff does look nice. Pitching staff and the bullpen's not bad. Um, hope Patances has a good year for him and then comes back to the Yankees. That would be cool. Um, yeah. But but either way, um, hope he has a good year. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But their outfield is crazy. Yeah, crazy not in a good way either. No, um, no. Cra- and not – not necessarily in a bad way. It's just really thin and really unknown. Yeah, yeah. Like scary. Like it could be like okay, they're they're doing all right. They can hold their own, or it could be like wow, we have nobody to replace them. Yeah, if two guys go down in their outfield. They've got a hole. I don't know they're, who they're they're calling up. Triple A guys that are <laughs> yeah. like nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Let's jump into the Phillies lineup though. Okay. Um, I like the Phillies a little bit. Okay, so pitching, see, it's kind of flip-flopped here. Right, yep. Um, they got some average to a, a little bit above average pitchers that are pretty decent, kind of like the Mets' offense, and then there's a lot of question marks. Um, and then their offense is a little bit more consistent and established than the Mets, I would say. So pitching-wise, and I'll let you hit the offense, they got Jose Alvarez – um, Victor Arano, Jake Arietta, who J- Arietta I think is pretty good, right? Yeah, he's had some. I think he's yeah, he's 
older now, but he's had uh, some good years. Uh, Zach Eflin, who I think is he's pretty young, uh, yeah. twenty six. Um, I don't really know too much about him. I've heard his Big name before. Dude, six six. Yeah, I've heard his name before. I think he can throw a little bit of gas. I would guess by that size. Um, but let's see who else. Elios Guerrera, Guerra, um, Adam Morgan, Aaron Nola, who is good. Yeah. Um, Nick Pavetta, unknown for me. Vince Velasquez, um, and Zach Wheeler, who's also good, but struggled a little bit last year with the Mets, but yeah. has also been really good as well. He's had good hot times and not so hot times. So, um, a, a little bit unknown, but. Again, like they have some, it's like unknown. It's kind of like they have some guys in there, like Aaron Nola, Jake Arietta, Zach Wheeler, some guys that are pretty, pretty solid. And then they got a lot of unknowns. Um, so if you want to hit their offense, because they're a little bit, it's like I said, they're almost like a reverse of the Mets in terms of offense defense. So let's let's talk about our offense pitching. So let's talk let's talk about their offense. Yeah. So they've got uh, offensively, um, they've got Real Mudo behind the plate um and i think he's a pretty good catcher um i think he was with miami at some point too um so yeah pretty good pretty good catcher then as far as infield sorry i'm trying to find their active roster is weird yeah they only got three active yeah they got three infielders um i think because what the like i think they're the those are dd short hoskins is Second, or no, Segura's second. Hoskins is third. Okay, and I think I want to say Hoskins is their third baseman. Hoskins, um, first base for okay. So maybe they're I don't. Segura is. Let's well, say shortstop, but he'll probably play second, second or third, and then I don't know. <laughs> why is there? Why is their roster so weird? Um. All right. Anyway, I've switched over to the 40-man. So they have Scott Kingery as their third baseman. So a little bit unknown there. Um, they also have a guy named Archimedes Gamboa, which is a great name. Archimedes. Um, Archimedes. Um, can, so let's sorry. hear about their lineup a little bit more. Yeah, now. but no, I think – so we know Didi, obviously, is Yankees fans. Um, Reese, Reese Hoskins has had some pretty good years. Um Segura, I think, is a decent player, too. Um, and Kingery is a relatively young guy, uh, 26. Um, but I think he's got some pretty good pop in his bat. Um, so they just just probably want to get him on the team get him up there, or yeah. get him some more shots. Um, and as far as outfield goes, uh, they've got Jay Bruce... Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon are probably their most well-known guys. Um, obviously, Bryce Harper's who he is, like him or not. He is a pretty – can be a pretty dynamic baseball player. Um, and in a shortened season, we'll see. I mean, he's a guy who could go off. Um, McCutcheon is older guy now, but he's not like – He's not a slouch. No, no. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, uh, he's fast. He's fat. He brings just a dynamic to the, to the roster. He can hit, um, he yeah. can hit pretty well. Um, and he, he's pretty fast defensively. I think he's pretty good too. I th- 
player. I don't think he's great, really, at, like really great at anything. But I think he's pretty well rounded. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, I'm he was to... also on the Yankees for a short time. Yeah, for those for those that maybe newer Yankees fans that didn't know that in 2017. Yep, or was um, it eight? no 18? Yeah, 18, 18, 18, 18, right. Um, so yeah, so McCutcheon. So I guess what they're doing, because I'm looking at their 40 man, is they didn't put any of their non roster invitees on this, uh, the 40 man roster, which some of those guys will have to make the team, I think. Um, so anyway, and then I don't really know many of the other guys they've got. Listed here, uh, Jay Bruce has been a good player um, at differing points, played for the Reds for a while. Um, so a guy who's got good pop in his bat, maybe he'll be like their DH or something like that. Um, could put him out in left field too, for sure. Um, but that, yeah, they've got some solid hitters on this team, like you said, like flip-flopping on the Mets. Um, as far as guys on their non-roster invites who are likely to make the team maybe already have at this point um former yankee favorite ronald torres will probably make it as an infielder um five tool guy who can play a bunch of different positions um and then another former yankee neil walker the home run corker is that what he said hello yo Still uh, there? So, yeah, I dropped you. Um, oh boy! No, we're right. good. Um, so I went sorry down the dark path. No, um, <laughs> go ahead. I was just gonna say I got a prediction here. Um, yes, Nolan predict. Arenado opts out of his contract at the end of this season, or is it the end of the 2021 season? Hold on. Take a look. Yep. Oh, so Nolan Arenado opts out after his 2021 season, and the Phillies sign him. Ooh, okay. But maybe not because that's kind of a ways away. And I was thinking maybe if he opted out after this season, they would sign him. That way, they'd have Didi, Arnado, Harper. They'd have some. They'd have a pretty. They would have. Yeah, they have a pretty good team. Um, I mean, I think Arnado. Why would he want to stay in Colorado? Like, not much is going on there. The Phillies have a shot, especially they got some decent pitchers. If they could get a couple more. Uh, maybe sign some yeah. more, get some relievers up in there. Um, they, they might not, they're not a bad team. Yeah, they definitely need a little bit more, I feel like, as far as pitching goes. Um, but they've got some pretty well known guys offensively um, and some not bad pitchers. Uh, so maybe they work on the pitching and then they sign Arnott in 21. Yeah, yeah. And what's. Uh, What's David Robertson's status? Because he's on the team, isn't he, somewhere? Uh, I think so. I don't know his status, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, where is he at? Um, all right. Well, anyway, so we'll see on the fills. Also, um, shout out to Joe Girardi, Phillies manager, former Yankees great and manager. Sorry, I dropped you again. But we're, oh, we're back. <laughs> All right. 
Um, the episode directions. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't literally drop you. I uh, was trying to look at. I got an article saying popped up projected twenty twenty or projected opening day roster for the Yanks, but it was a video, so cut you off. Oh, I see. All right. So, <laughs> all right. That was oh, that was rude of that video. Sorry, videos doesn't care what I have to say. Um, yeah. So D Rob is on the forty man. Uh, not sure. Hopefully he's pitching this year. Sorry, I don't have more information on that, but help out the Phillies for sure. Well, to wrap it up, what are your predictions for, um, like the games? How are they going to go? Win, loss for the Yanks? What's the score? Who does well? Who does not so well? Let's just hear a few predictions. Some of your hot takes from the from these little. Uh, spring training games with the Mets and Phillies. Wrap it up there. All right. Um, so I think tomorrow's game, Yanks are going to win seven to five. Um, I'm going to say a homer from Gary and Andujar tomorrow. Yanks win seven five. Seven five. Yep. Who, str- who struggles offensively against tomorrow or against Oops. the Mets? Um, let's see who's going to struggle against the Mets. I'm going to say Frazier's in maybe two at bats and not good. Not good for him tomorrow. Okay. The Mats got in the way. Um, Mats may have gotten in the way. Yep. So I'm going to say, let's see. All right. I'm going to say Yanks win, um, three to one tomorrow. Um, I'm going to say, oh, this is tough. Um, I'm going to say Voight and Voight hits a ho- the only home run of the day. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, Cespedes has a home run. Ooh, nice. That was the only run the Mets score. Um, otherwise their offense is kind of stinky. Um, and then I'm going to say who struggled, uh, for the Yanks. I'm going to say... I'm going to say who's going to be in left field. That's a good question. That's interesting to think about. Uh, I'm going to say we see a little Higashioka action, and he struggles mm. off- offensively. Behind Over- the dish, he's good. Okay, He throws someone out. Nice. But he struggles a little offensively. Okay. All right. Uh, he gets like four bats in the first game. Um, gets walked one time, but then strikes out twice and then pops up weekly. Okay. All right. Um, nice get, deep so, take on Higashioka's day. I like um, but what are your – all right, so Mets – all right, Phillies, what's your prediction for the two games against the Phillies? Who does – who's hot, who's not? What are the scores? Uh, well, like, we've got Mets on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, sorry, the second Mets game. Oh, second Mets game. Second Mets game, I think – think um i would say yanks win that one also four to two i think we start with clark schmidt on sunday and he dominates Uh, yeah schmidt's good um he's good through like five solid innings um maybe gives up a run maybe doesn't maybe just shuts him down 
Um, and then they pull him out. I think Torres and Cano provide the offensive highlights for their teams on Sunday. Maybe Cano gets a dinger. Uh, Torres, two, three-run homer. Um, and then I think you're going to see Stanton struggle on Sunday. Okay, so I think uh, Yanks are going to lose. Um, they're going to lose four to one or four, two, we'll say four, two, um, (laughs) judge kind of a, he hits a home run, but he strikes out twice. Um, yeah. Stanton has a great day, gets two singles and a double. Um, and then I think, um, we see Mike Ford at first and he hits a home run and those are the two runs, two solo shots from judge and from Ford. Um, I think pitching wise, um, it's kind of a little bit of a off day. I don't even know who's going to be on the mound. Let's say we see Paxton. He throws three or four solid innings, gives up one run. And then we see Hap and he throws three innings, gives up two runs. And then just some, some relievers after that. All right. Um, and then I think Phillies, we sweep them. That's my take. And I think uh, MVP of that series is Glaber. Um, and also with a little Andujar, a little baby bomber action in there. And I'm going to say – I'm going to say that um, – who struggles? I'm going to say uh, Hick, Hick struggles a little bit against the Phillies. Todd out. All right. Well, I think we lost Todd. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll wrap it up there. Um, I think, uh, I think overall though, we'll see some good things from, uh, from both series from the, against the Mets and Phillies. And, uh, I'm excited to see, excited to see, uh, some actual live regular season games, um, shortly after that, a few days after. So, um, hopefully they can just get in the, get in the rhythm of things, uh, start getting their minds in the right place and we'll see some good baseball, um, other than that, follow us. Let's go underscore Yanks. Hopefully, Todd will be back with us um, on uh, on Sunday. And uh, yeah, just uh, let's go Yanks. See you next time.